Hey, hey, everybody, it's Nairby from CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. I am Nairby on Twitter. That's at I am Nairby on Twitter. At I am Nairby on Instagram. And Nairby do on Twitch. Follow me on Twitch so you can watch me play video games. Why do you, Why would you want to play video games when you could just sit there and watch somebody else do it? Well, you could do that on Twitch, Nairby do. And at I am Nairby on Twitter and Instagram. I've, I've been wondering if people have been thinking, well, there's no Nairby on Twitter and Instagram. No, it's at I am Nairby. I-A-M-N-A-I-R-B-Y. Now thousands of people will follow me. Bloody hell. All right. It's time for another episode of Bayside Buddy. It's episode 21. Bayside Buddy, I Saved by the Bell podcast. Today we're checking out season three of Saved by the Bell episodes seven and eight, both of which aired October 5th, 1991, starting with Check Your Mate. We start in the Bayside Auditorium where a chess match is taking place between a Bayside student and a student from another school, not Valley. And Zach calls a checkmate a touchdown as he and Jesse are doing the commentary. Because in the Bayside universe, chess matches have commentary. They have uh, people in the stands watching. They have cheerleaders. Belding appears on stage to announce the next matchup. And it's Steven Bijou of St. Mary's versus Screech, who has Violet by his side. So Violet's back. Maybe this is her last episode. Anyway, Violet gives Screech the lucky beret that she got for him to wear for the match, and Screech says that he hasn't lost a match since she gave it to him. Lisa and Kelly, uh, as I said earlier, apparently there's cheerleaders at chess matches in Bayside Universe. Anyway, Lisa and Kelly do provide a quick cheer for Screech. Yeah, cheerleaders at a chess competition. There's nothing wrong with that. And Slater Slater takes part in a small wave with two rows of people. <laughs> uh, the match starts and Slater yells out for Screech to flatten his opponent. <laughs> uh, while Lisa and Kelly give a quiet little cheer. Screech wins in about eight moves. So the St. Mary's uh, champion, I guess, is very awful. I mean, anybody who gets who loses a chess match... It ain't moves is really awful. <laughs> Man, I'm not a chess genius. I went like for the first twenty something years of my life not even knowing how to play chess, and then I was taught. And uh, yeah, even I can last more than eight moves. But all right. So anyway, as a result, Screech. As a result, Screech is moving on to the championships next week against none other than Valley. So the rivalry continues, and we lost count of what the record is, but it's pretty much Bayside. Let's say about seven and Valley nothing. <laughs> so so there's really no point to this Bayside Valley rivalry, but you know, whatever. Anyway, a bunch of fans want Screech's autograph, which gives Zach the idea to act as Screech's promoter so he can make money off of him. So yeah, a, a chess promoter. <laughs> okay, a, a Don King of Chess. That's what Zach's going to be. Anyway, we then go to the max where Zack and Slater arrive and they start pitching Screech merchandise. Okay, gather around, gather around. How many of you know this face? Now, you may think this is regular old scrawny Screech, but you're wrong. It's Bayside's chess hero. That's right, I say machoism is dead. Right, preppy. Big burly biceps like these are yesterday's news. Little bony arms like these are what's happening today. Yes, today's man has mental muscles. To get your very own Screech t-shirts. Oh, and what a bargain. Only $10 a piece. Oh, oh. it doesn't. I can't help myself. I'm a fool in love. I tell you, I'd buy one of those shirts, those Screech shirts, if they didn't have one in yellow. But oh well. Anyway, he's out, uh, so after Zach and Slater tell about or sell about uh, seven or eight shirts, two guys from Valley arrive who Zach refers to as Vinny and Gaga, and they're there to make a bet with Bayside on the chess finals. So. So in the Bayside universe, there's chess matches have uh, commentators, play-by-play. They have cheerleaders. They have fans in the stands, and they have promoters, and now they have gambling. Okay, anyway, Zach says that he'll he'll bet on Screech any day, and Screech says that every time he's played Valley's champion, he's beaten him. Meaning Screech has beaten the Valley champion. 
Zach offers uh, to bet $100 on the match. $100. Bucks, uh, okay, it's not much. But maybe, the, I guess in 1991, and for a high schooler, 100 bucks was a pretty decent sum of money. So, okay, anyway. And the Valley guys accept. And they say that their previous champion is transferred. And Valley has acquired a Russian exchange student named Peter Breshnev. Screech eyes Peter and asks him a chess scenario question. And Peter easily gets the answer, which makes Screech panic. And Screech thinks about backing out, but Violet, Zack, and Slater talk him out of it, telling him that he's got something that Peter doesn't have. The Lucky Beret. And Screech becomes overconfident and tells Vinny and Gaga that the bet is now tripled. We then go to the gym where Bayside, where the Bayside chess team are doing neck and finger stretches. Uh, the team form pairs of two and and they they do some practice games. When Zack and Slater arrive with a student who gets his picture taken with Screech for for uh, five dollars, <laughs> so making money, he's he's doing the promoter thing. Zack is with the help of Slater. Zack asks who's next. When a pretty lady enters and asks where she can find Samuel Powers. And she finds him when he declares checkmate on his opponent. And she walks up to Screech, telling him that she's from Chess Boy Magazine. <laughs> chess Boy. So they also have Chess Magazines. The Chess Magazines probably do actually exist. I, I can't imagine what they would have in it. Except maybe advertisements for custom fancy chess boards and... Uh, stories about chess matches, and but okay. Anyway, she tells Screech that she'd like to check out his moves, and Zach, as Zach and Slater look on puzzled, and we then go to later on where Screech is asking this lady why Chess Boy Magazine wants him, and she tells him that the word has gone around about what a great chess player Screech is. Zach is still in awe and doesn't get why the lady seems to be hot for Screech, and Slater tells Zach that there are some things that you just can't explain. Like, why does Sinead O'Connor have a hairdryer? <laughs> yeah, I assume Sinead O'Connor still got the buzz cut now. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, trust me. I, I'm all, I have been doing the buzz cuts since uh, 2012. We don't need hair dryers. It dries pretty quickly on its own. Anyway. The lady continues to flirt with Screech while Lisa is now in WTF mode. And she bangs her head against a locker. Because she just can't believe it. The lady then asks Screech to lunch, and Screech agrees to meet at the max later, while Kelly wonders if Violet knows about this woman. The bell then rings for classes to begin, and the students head off while the lady makes a call on the payphone to Vinny and Gaga. She identifies herself as Allison, and, and then she, she and now she sounds her her like when when she was talking with Screech, she was a, a sophisticated, normal voice, but uh, her apparently her real voice is a sassy. 50s gangster era movie woman, you know, yeah, Vinnie Gaga, this all done, yeah, baby, that kind of thing. And uh, she tells uh, Vinnie and Gaga that the plan is in motion and she will break Screech and, uh, and Violet up, so Screech will be too upset to play chess. And then we get a commercial break after which Screech is at the max telling Allison, the 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 undercover Valley girl. All about chess when Violet arrives and Screech introduces the two. And he tells Violet that Allison is from Chess Boy Magazine to do a piece on him. And Violet then becomes relieved because at first she was just, you know, Screech, what are you doing here with this, uh, this attractive woman? And Screech explained and Violet said, oh, okay, Chess Boy, no problem. <laughs> anyway, Allison then tells Screech that the magazine wants him to be featured in the Checkmate of the Month center centerfold. So yeah, magazines, man. I was a collector of the wrestling magazines, and uh, yeah, some of them had uh, those centerfolds, and I would po post some of them on my teenage wall. Anyway, meanwhile, Kelly, who is still a waitress at the Max, doesn't like how Allison is hitting on Screech right in front of Violet. And Allison asks Screech what his secret is, and he replies that he can never win without his lucky beret. And she asks Screech if she can try the beret on, and Violet starts to tell Allison that, you know, she gave the beret to Screech and he'd never take it off, but Screech just gives it to her anyway. Allison puts the beret on. She's yay, yay me. And then she invites Screech to the Chess Boy Mansion on the weekend for a pool party. 
So there's a Chess Boy. Well, the Chess Boy Mansion is probably a lie, but obviously the Chess Boy Magazine is the truth. But I'm assuming Chess Boy Mansion is a lie. But then again, this is the Bayside Universe, so who knows? But there's going to be a pool party at the Chess Boy Mansion, apparently. And Screech accepts the invitation, despite Violet saying that they have plans. And Violet runs off, and she's not happy. Allison then tells Screech that she needs to be heading back to Valley and then quickly corrects herself and says, THE Valley. And she tries to leave when Zack sees that she's still wearing Screech's beret. She gives it back to Screech who heads back to Bayside. Meanwhile, Zack tries again to ask Allison out and she once again turns him down. Sorry, Zack. Did I say Zack? Yeah, Zack tries to ask Allison out again and she turns him down. We then go to the Law Girls locker room and Kel... Kelly, Lisa, and Jesse stumble upon Violet. Oh, look at her. She must be so depressed. We're going to need an extra box of tissues for this one. It's hard to believe anybody could be this sad over losing Screech. (laughs) I am not sad. I'm furious. (sighs) Mother warned me not to go out with him. He'll break your heart, she said. But did I listen? No. Violet, calm down. Oh, I most certainly will not. I have given him the best semester of my life. (laughs) Violet, relax. And when I think of how he treated me, Allison this and Allison that. Violet, it's not Screech's fault. Not completely. It's that reporter. Jesse's right. All Screech cared about was the article. That girl was coming on to him. And the doofus didn't even realize it. (laughs) Wait. You mean Sammy's not interested in her? (laughs) Oh, oh, golly goose. (laughs) I've been such a fool. Why don't you go find him in makeup? No, I will. You know, it's so hard not to get jealous when you're dating such a high-risk hunk. (laughs) Yeah, I tell you, I love Tori's spelling as Violet. She should have been in more uh, episodes. They could have... As much as as I'm a big fan of Leah Remini... They, they could have done without the Malibu Sand stuff this season and just added vibe. But then again, Tori Spelling was busy with 90210. So I guess she was really just doing uh, the Say by the Bell people a favor. But I, she was great as Violet. Anyway, we then go to Violet searching for Screech in the halls of Bayside. And she finds him at his locker and Screech tells her that he can't decide what swimming shorts to wear to the chess boy pool party. And he reveals two pairs in hand, and then he drops his pants to reveal a third pair as the females in the live studio audience patronize Screech as if they think he looks hot with a woo. Violet gets mad that Screech is going to this pool party, and she runs off. Because she was eventually going to be like, hey, Screech, it's okay. No, it's not. You just de-pantsed in front of me. Belding then passes by and suggests Screech wear the blue pair because it matches. they match his eyes. Zack and Slater show up and they tell Screech that there is no pool party. And they reveal that they were sent a ransom note. That's right, a ransom note from Gaga and Allison of Valley. With a picture of Allison wearing the beret and a message saying, We got the beret, so pay up today. And they tell Screech that Allison is really Gaga's girlfriend. And they have got Screech's beret. But Screech doesn't believe it. He says, let's see, he says, it's right here in my locker. He starts going through his locker and tossing stuff aside. He can't find his beret. And then he realizes that the beret really is gone. And then Screech, Dustin Diamond, in the most very heartfelt, saddest manner he could possibly do, shouts out a little, she stole my beret! Which, which... It, it sounded very believably sad, so good, good on Dustin Diamond. It sounded very heartfelt and well-deserving of the awe that it got from a live studio audience. As Screech says, he'll never win now, and we'll get, we get a commercial break. And even I felt for him, because he, Dustin Diamond delivered that, she stole my beret line. He delivered that excellently. You really felt for Screech there. After the break, Screech is at the max, drinking three milkshakes at once with a straw in each. As the gang looks on from a, a distance, Zack and Slater, though, have come up with a plan to give Screech a phony beret, claiming that they got the, the, that they, and by and telling Screech that they got the real one back from the Valley Kids. Jesse doesn't think the plan will work, but Slater tells Jesse to trust him and Zack, and Jesse replies, "Trust you and Zack? Those words don't go together." <laughs> 
Uh, yep. You see, I love that Zack and Slater will will team up to do some shenanigans while at the same time, you know, going back to their little rivalry rivalry every now and then. They'll bust each other's balls. So, a cool, great pairing, Zack and Slater. Anyway, Zack says that uh, it's the only way to boost Screech's confidence by telling him he, they found his beret. And they head over to Screech's table and tell him that they were at Valley the previous day and they got his beret back. And Screech is excited upon seeing these this... Fake beret, as which was re- as it was referred to, I think, by Jesse earlier, which is funny. I mean, it's a it's not it's not technically a fake beret. It really is a beret. You know, it's not something else that's calling itself a beret. It's an actual beret, but it's the fake Violet giving it to Screech beret. So it just it just sounded. I thought it was just. I got a little chuckle out of it when. Earlier, Jesse said that 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 the beret is fake when it's obviously a real beret. It's just not not you know what I mean. <laughs> I think about things like that because I'm insane. Anyway, so they head over to Screech, and they tell him that they've got his beret back by going to Valley the previous day. And Screech is excited about seeing it, and he gets pumped up again as he heads off to tell Violet, leaving Zack and Slater at the max to sell Screech berets because they've got a box of these. Finger quote fake berets. And they're going to sell them at the max. And we then go to Bayside. Where Screech has found his heart. Violet. You'll never believe it. I have to tell you about Allison. No. I have to tell you about Allison. If that is the kind of trollop you want. Fine. But as far as I'm concerned. You are a bum. (laughs) Violet. What's the matter? (laughs) Like you don't know Mr. Chuckmate of the month. And where'd you get the stupid hat? You gave it to me, remember? No, Samuel. The one I gave you had my initials on it. This cheap imitation. Is this property of French's pizza? Are you sure? About as sure as I am that we are through. Hmm? Again, I love Tori's spelling as Violet. I love it. How the, you are a bum. <laughs> ah, she's great. We then go backstage to the chess finals where Belding and company are worried about Screech after he lost his lady and his beret. His real beret. (laughs) But Zack and Slater tell him that there's nothing to worry about. Screech arrives and he tells everybody that he needs a miracle now to win. Vinnie, Gaga, and Allison and Peter, the chess Russian, then arrive. As Vinnie and Gaga, they want the money now. And we get we get this this great little interaction <laughs> between Zach and Allison that always made me just laugh out loud back in the day and even when I watched this again for this review. Let's listen to it real quick. I love it. Morris, let us dispense with the formalities. Pay up now. Yeah. Yeah. Like that dog's never gonna win. Oh well, like we'll just have to wait and see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> again, I love that man, Mark Paul uh, Morris. <laughs> I still haven't figured out how to pronounce his last name, but how he just, okay. <laughs> Very well done by uh, Mark Paul Morris. So the match is, is, is about ready to begin and everyone heads off, but not before Zack and Slater stop Peter the Russian and tell him that he needs to get his picture taken first. So if he loses, people can still see him smiling. <laughs> and they lead Peter to a room in the school, Bayside, as Slater says that they can't waste time. Zach chimes in saying, that's why we're rushing you. <laughs> ah, you gotta love dude humor. <laughs> oh, that's dad humor right there. Love it. <laughs> anyway, they push Peter into the janitor's closet and we hear a ruckus take place. And we then twirly wipe to Zach leaving the closet dressed as Peter the Russian. Which uh, I remember back when I was first, first saw this episode back in the day. This, this this dude who plays Peter the Russian looked like Zack in disguise. It really did. So when Zack came out dressed as Peter the Russian, it still looked like Peter the Russian. So I'm pretty sure it wasn't actually Zack as Peter the Russian. Peter the Russian. Maybe it was a relative of Mark Paul uh, Morris. But I always thought they both that Peter the dude who plays Peter the Russian was Mark Paul. They look very similar. And he, so, yeah, but I'm guessing it wasn't. Anyway, we then go to the auditorium where the match is ready to start. Slater joins Jesse at the commentary podium. And he tells her that Zack wasn't feeling like himself. 
Yeah, because he's now the Russian. And that's why Slater's going to fill in a commentary. <laughs> Zach arrives as Peter sits down. I mean, commentary, man. You, you got to be quiet during a chess match, don't you? Because you got to get, you got to let the players think. And meanwhile, there's Slater, the jock, and Jesse going to be doing, well, all right, well, it's, it's the Bayside universe. What are you going to do? Anyway, Zach arrives as Peter the Russian, and he sits down to take on Screech. Belding says some final words to start the match as Lisa and Kelly perform a cheer, and the match begins. Zach goes first, and he does an uncommon move to begin, which uh, baffles Screech and baffles uh, Jesse, and Slater acts baffled, but he doesn't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> Screech then goes... Makes a move and then Zach goes again. This time he does a bunch of jump moves like he's playing checkers. Because <laughs> uh, Zach doesn't know how to play chess. Chess is chess. Uh, a lot of people don't know how to play chess, man. But when you get, it's actually easy. You just have to know. know it's I love chess, man. Anyway, Zach whispers to Screech to just beat him and to win the game, but Screech doesn't understand. And then Zach, as the Russian. Then announces he stands up and he says that he, as Peter, forfeits because Screech is just too good. The crowd cheers, and this is when the real Peter the Russian shows up, and, is, and he's in his underwear and undershirt, and he's all tied up. And uh, this baffles Jesse and Slater, or this baffles Jesse anyway, as Slater tries to play it off and feigns ignorance. <laughs> uh, Allison gets up and yells that there is a that there there is a a Peter Faker in the room and Belding puts Belding like like Allison gets up she, say, she says that uh, this guy's a faker and Belding replies well let's find out who the faker is <laughs> and Belding <laughs> he, he, he's gonna find out who it is and he pulls the wig off to reveal Zack Zack and Slater then tell Belding what is going on here and they explain that they made a bet with Valley, and Valley uh, stole Screech's beret. Belding gets ticked off, and he disqualifies both schools as a result. And this this ends up this results as it, with uh, Zack and Slater protesting that uh, Screech and the commie, as as Slater referred to him, Screech and the commie were just innocent. And uh, well, they were innocent pawns, as a little chess reference. And uh, they offer to call off the bet if Belding just lets Screech and Peter play. Vinny and Gaga agree to call off the bet. Like, they just agreed no problem. So, whatever. Belding agrees that the match can continue between Screech and the real Peter the Russian. So the match continues and Screech says that he's got... That he has nothing left without his lucky beret. Violet appears and tells Screech that he still has her. And she heard about the evil plot. They tell each other that they love each other and hug... As the girls in the audience go, woo! The match begins, and I counted. Scratch, scratch, Screech beats Peter the Russian in 10 moves. So, yeah. I mean, I know you got it, like, for time. You could have done a, 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 a cross wipe to denote time passing by and then have a win. But no, Screech beats this Russian superstar in 10 moves. <laughs> Anyway, Zach then tells us that uh, he didn't win the bet, but he possesses the new cereal of the champs, which is a box of Screechio's cereal, and it's got a picture on the box of Screech playing chess, and the words, excellent source of oat bran, and we get the credits on a classic episode, I like this episode, the, uh, it's particularly the, okay, okay, <laughs> uh, that little interaction alone, I love it. And just, just, just the ridiculousness, the absurdity. There's a word that I never use. The absurdity of play-by-play -play and cheerleaders and, and Chess Boy magazine. Just, all right. <laughs> anyway, that was that episode. We now move on to Season 3, Episode 8. We go back to the Malibu Sands universe with this episode entitled My Boyfriend's Back. And we start as Stacy and Zach are returning from a movie date. And they arrive at the Malibu Sands Club dining kitchen. Stacy takes out a platter of sandwich-making ingredients like bologna and cheese and bread. And uh, there was also a tub of 
you could tell it was country crock anybody who knows country crock brought butter the color of the tub and yeah it was they, they pull out a tub of country crock butter and it had all the logos and wording on the, the the butter like marked out to black them out because no free advertising and there was also a bottle of french's mustard with the french's logo like markered out so no free advertising in the saved by the bell universe Anyway, Zach comes close to telling Stacy that he loves her, but instead he says that he loves the way she butters bread. Make that sandwich. <laughs> ah, Leah Remini's great. And uh, this whole thing was weird, too, when Zach came close to telling Stacy that he loves her, because I can't recall up to this point Zach ever count, or Zach and Kelly ever telling each other that they love each other. And this is season three. And we're only, I mean, we're eight episodes into season three, but we're four episodes into the Malibu Sands storyline, and already Zach is wanting to tell Stacy that he loves her. It just, it just seemed like, as I said last episode of Bayside Buddy, Saved by the Bell podcast, yeah, me, just, just this alternate Saved by the Bell universe is really weird, man, bloody hell, anyway. Stacy says that she never thought she'd end up dating Zach, and Zach's the same. Zach says the same about her. Stacy says that she was right about Zach being a surfer guy, but she likes him anyway. Zach tells Stacy that he likes her too. A lot. They kiss, and the live studio audience goes, Woo! But go back and watch the, but this kiss, though. It, it looked like Leah Remini half-assed it. For real. I mean, back in the 50s and stuff, you watch older movies, and there's a scene where where, where the couple kisses. They don't do like they do now in movies where you'll see, like, just the big mouth movements and obvious tongue going on. Like, back in the day, like, for example, uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space. I movie buddied that. You should check it out. Serialandgrapejuice.com. I was high. I was stoned while I, moved my, while I watched that and did audio commentary. I, it was amazing. But there, there's a couple in that movie, and at one point they like, they don't so much kiss as they just press their their faces together. <laughs> but anyway, this this kiss between Lee Remini and Mark Paul Morris, it's like Zach was doing was doing the 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 slow open, you know, the, you know the you know the motion that you make when you when you do the the slow kissing, right? You like open your lips a little, that kind of stuff, right? That's what that what Mark Paul Morris was doing, but Leah Remini was like she just, she just basically touched her lips to Zach's lips and didn't even move her lips. She did, it was really half-assed. You gotta check it out. It was weird. Maybe it was her Scientology forbidding her from uh, going too far. I mean, I know in Bollywood movies, you know, India, Bollywood movies. Kissing on the lips is a huge, huge no-no in Bollywood movies. Very rarely will you see people do it, but for the most part, in these Bollywood movies, I've seen several of them. Some of them are very good, as I segue. Like, they'll be performing a musical number and dancing, a man and a woman, and then they'll get close and real close slowly, and it looks like they're about to kiss. And then right as the man is about to plant one on the woman, she just turns her head. And it's, it, that's just, it's just weird. But anyway, uh, Leah Remini half-assed that kiss. Bloody hell. I think, yeah, so what are you going to do? But it's still all weird. I mean, it's only four episodes and Zach's already ready to propose to her, apparently. Anyway. <sighs> we then go to the next day where the gang are wondering what important announcement Mr. Carosi has to make. And Mr. Carosi arrives driving a four-wheeler ATV. And the gang are impressed. Slater is especially marveled. He talks about all of the ATV's features, like the engine and the carbine and whatever else. And Jesse elbows him as a result. Slater asks Jesse, what was that for? And Jesse replies, I'm not sure, but it sounds sexist. (laughs) What Slater said. (laughs) So that was a great little bit. Slater talking about uh, engines and carburetors and stuff, and Jesse just uh, just because it just because it sounds like a male thing, just assumes that it's sexist. <laughs> oh, Jesse's great. So Carosi tells the group that the club has rented a few ATVs for the annual ATV charity race next week. 
and he tells them that every participant will have to find a club member to sponsor them for the race. And he takes off in reverse and crashes the ATV. Kurosi then tells Slater to fix it as everyone departs and Slater notices Zack and Stacy's feelings for each other as they depart from one another. And Slater pokes fun at Zack for it, you know, busting his balls. Zack says that he didn't think it would it, that it was uh, too serious with Stacy until his last date with her. And now he's coming down with the major case of the Big L. And uh, Screech is, uh, is uh, he's like, the Big L? Oh no, what's the Big L? <laughs> anyway, Zack says he doesn't know how to tell Stacy about the Big L, which it's weird, but it's the alternate universe. He doesn't know how to tell her about his feelings for her, and Slater gives Zack some advice saying that women like to hear romantic junk, like how beautiful their eyes are, and the setting has to be right. Zack agrees and says that he'll tell Stacy tonight at Paradise Cove. And speaking of weird, we then go to Kelly, who's who's a lifeguard, remember, at Malibu Sands, and she's returning a young girl who couldn't have been more than four years old. She's returning this young girl to her parents as apparently this young girl wandered off on the beach by, by herself and her parents had no idea. So great parenting. <laughs> and the mother asks Kelly, like the mother wasn't, you know, horrified at all. Like, oh my God, oh my gosh, she went missing. The mother was like, oh, thank you, Kelly. So how, what can we do to thank you? <laughs> it's like, oh, you returned our kid for us. She got, she went off wandering on a beach by herself. She's only four years old. Oh, okay, well, well, thank you. But so, can we do anything? And Kelly says, oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> no, but Kelly, it's just weird that it's, this kid could have got kidnapped. Oh, this this universe is saved by the bells. It's weirder, weirder every friggin' scene. So Kelly says uh, that the the couple can thank her. By sponsoring her in the ATV race, and they agree to do so. The father starts to write a check for Kelly as Screech is seeing it, and he suddenly has an idea. Screech sees a kid who's about 10 feet away playing in the sand, building some sand castles, probably farting, doing who knows what. And Screech grabs the kid, and he brings him to a nearby couple, telling them that he found their kid. And they can thank him by sponsoring him in the ATV race and give him a check. And the man tells Screech that the kid is not theirs. <laughs> and the kid k- kicks Screech in the shin and tells him that he's not lost. <laughs> uh, Lisa arrives and I wonder if that would actually like work. <laughs> but that's a big risk, you know, if, if you're a dude and you're, you're trying to either take interest in, a, in, a, in, in somebody... Out in public, or you're trying to con somebody, would it actually work to grab their kid and act like their kid was wandering off? And here you go. I don't think that would work. That'd be pretty messed up. But Screech is, he's the man. So anyway, <laughs> Lisa arrives and Screech asks her if her family will sponsor him in the ATV race. And Lisa says that her family wouldn't sponsor Screech for medical research. But she says that they should sponsor someone. This is when Zach arrives. He says hi, and Lisa tells him that her family will sponsor him in the ATV race. And Zach says, yay. Stacy appears, and Zach tells her that he needs to talk to her tonight at Paradise Cove. And Stacy agrees, while Screech gets chased around with water guns by the previous kid he tried to kidnap and his brother. <laughs> we then head inside where Slater has heard that Jesse has signed up for the ATV race. He says that he, he, he heard that it's dangerous. Jesse tells Slater that women are just as qualified to operate an ATM. Those AT&T. Those things. <laughs> and Slater and Jesse argue over whether Jesse can handle an ATV as Stacy watches on. This is when a uh, this is when a, some dude arrives. And he puts his hands around Stacy's eyes to surprise her. Stacy turns around and reacts as it's Craig who tells Stacy that he wouldn't go the whole summer without seeing his girl. And they give each other a nice little kiss on the lips. After which Stacy looks awkward as Jesse and Slater look on in shock. And we get a commercial break. And after the break, Mr. Carosi introduces the gang minus Zach to Craig. 
Kurosi says that he will be sponsoring Craig in the ATV race. And he and Craig leave together. They have a little talk and Craig tells Pelosi that he plans on asking Stacy to wear his fraternity pin, which uh, is a pretty big deal from what I understand. Based on the, uh, the uh, Scream Part 2. Scream 2, right? Where um, Nev Campbell's character was given... Uh, what's, what's that dude's name? He played the fat kid in Stand By Me. The fat kid from Stand By Me in Scream 2 is a college dude. And he gives uh, Nev Campbell's character his, his fraternity pin. Which is a big deal. But according to Scream 2 is also a big no-no. You're supposed to first pledge your allegiance to your fraternity. So they haze him over it for fun. But yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Anyway, Kurosi loves this idea and arranges a surprise event for Craig to give the pin to Stacy. We then go to later on where Craig wants to have a food date with Lacey at the club. But Stacy wants to go somewhere else rather than the club because people will see, you know, she's, uh, well, she's, well, she's fucking around. There's no other way to say it. She's fucking around. And they take a seat at a table. Screech sees them and panics. He runs over to Zack and he tries to get Zack to leave and he says that Zack looks tired, but Zack says that he feels fine. Screech begs Zack to let him work his shifts because he needs the money for braces for his cat. But Zack doesn't go for it. Zack tries to leave to do his work. Screech then stops him from serving some coffee. Screech tells Zack that he's fired. <laughs> And to leave out the back door. But Zack doesn't budge. And Screech lets it slip that Stacy is at a table with her boyfriend. Which surprises Zack. Stop! What is it now? <laughs> Zack, you're fired. Get out. Take the back door. Have you been eating chocolates again? <laughs> Zack, don't go over there. Stacy's there with her boyfriend. Oops! What? What boyfriend? Hi. Zach, uh, hi. Yes, hello. We'd like to order the uh, avocado salad. Looks good. We'll have that. Well, Stacy, aren't you going to introduce me? Uh, introduce you? To him. <laughs> Come on, Stace. Don't be shy with the waiter. Hi, I'm Craig Strand, Stacy's boyfriend from Boston. Boyfriend? That's it. I'm out of here. Wait. I love how Leah Remini tried to brush it all off all innocently <laughs> and act ignorant. Leah Remini's great, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I never, I, all, I've only ever seen her in uh, Say by the Bell and the couple, and the one appearance actually that she made in um, uh, Who's the Boss, which which resulted in her getting her own spinoff show where she played a model or something. I think I forget what the name of it was, but it was very short lived. Never watched King of Queens, but Leah Remini is just awesome. As I said before, man, check out her, her appearance on the Joe Rogan show where she talks about uh, her uh, leaving, uh, I don't know if she actually left Scientology, but her falling out with Scientology. Very good episode, man. And then we then go to nighttime and the doorbell at Lisa's parents' house, or her, her parents' beach house is ringing. Waking up Lisa, Jesse, and Kelly as Jesse holds a bat. And it's Zach, and he tells the girls that he's in pain. And the girls try to comfort him and tell him that Stacy likes him. And now that her boyfriend has shown up, she's just in a bind. So, come on, Zach. Just, just let her, you know, break up with him. And then immediately go for you. <sighs> Speaking from experience, dudes. Don't friggin' date a woman right after she breaks up with somebody. Do not be a rebound guy. Unless, of course, it's somebody friggin' awesome like Leah Remini. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, the girls tell Zach that Stacy likes him more and she just needs time. Zach agrees and leaves, saying he'll talk to Stacy about everything tomorrow. We then go to the aforementioned tomorrow, where the gang are in the club dining area, where Mr. Carosi has something planned. Okay, everyone understand what they're supposed to do? Yeah, but what's this ceremony all about? Oh, you'll see when it happens. But one last thing, Zach. I want you to hold this box. When I say, give me the box, give me the box. Got it? <laughs> Ooh, tough. Maybe I should write that down. 
What's going on, Craig? Why did we have to come here again? You know, you've been so distracted ever since I arrived, I thought this ceremony might cheer you up. What ceremony? Uh, can you excuse me? Stacy, sweetheart, you look beautiful. Thanks, Dad, but I have to talk to Zach. Oh, he can wait. Come with me. Will someone tell me what's going on? You are going to be so happy, Stacy. Trust me. I know what's best for my girl. Kelly. The ceremony begin. We are gathered here tonight to celebrate something special. Light the candle. Sure. Got a match? <laughs> Stacy, this candle symbolizes. <laughs> I'll start again. Stacy, this candle symbolizes my love for you. <laughs> Not now. Sorry, it just felt right. <laughs> but now it is time to pass that flame on to a, another man whose love for you burns in a different way. Oh, what am I trying to say? That's what we want to know. Quiet. Zach, the box. The box, the box. I got it, I got it. Stacy, you are so fair and beautiful. And so deep in love am I. That I will love you still, my dear, until the deepest sea goes dry. Oh, gosh! This is all so beautiful! I want you to wear my fraternity pin. Now you're my girl forever. I love Kelly with the little gong. <laughs> uh, just the little quirks. You know, Kelly, she, you know, she's beautiful. She's, she does little, I love the little quirkiness that she does to make her seem like a bit of a ditz, but she's also smart at the same time. See, I like when smart characters also show a quirky side, like uh, Jesse, for example, when she elbowed Slater, assuming that his car talk was sexist. <laughs> I like little quirks like that, just to keep the characters just, just interesting. It's, it's, it's great. Anyway. Uh, after the break, uh, Zach is in the employee lounge packing a bag when Screech arrives. And Zach is angry as he believes that he was dumped by Stacy. <sighs> Dear, you should, you should be angry that she is involved and didn't tell you about it, man. She, she was, fu she, well, uh, she, uh, she was screwing around. Well, I don't know. Uh, anyways, you, come on, Zach. But it's Leah Remedy. Anyway, yeah, Screech offers Zach some advice and tells him to do what he does with Lisa. Date Stacy in your mind and you can save a lot of money. <laughs> ah, yeah. Which is true. <laughs> ah, and it reminds me of a you know segue real quick. Might sound a little gross to some of you out there if you're all delicate and stuff, but it reminds me of something that somebody told me when I was uh, just like, oh, man, these women. I did the dating site shit. You know, newsflash to males. Don't do the dating site shit. It's a waste of time. But I did that shit, and it just frustrated the hell out of me. Just frustrated the hell out of me, the, the ridiculous nonsense that goes on on those dating sites. So I was asking around online about it, like, what is the deal with dating sites? I don't get it. Why is it that, I mean, because, you know, as we continue segueing, like, I was getting no responses. So one thing I did as an experiment, I created a female profile for 24 hours using pictures of an average, I thought it was very attractive, woman next door looking woman, just to see what would happen after 24 hours. And after 24 hours, friggin' 330 something messages over a thousand meet me requests and views. It was ridiculous. So that's what goes on on those sites, dudes. You are competing with thousands of other dudes for the attention of women whose inboxes are just overflowing with message after message from dudes. And it just ticked me off. And I saw some, and I read what some, some dude replied to my ticked offery in a, in a thread that I posted on. And basically said along the lines of, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, 
for you. Uh, I'll just I'll just use the code words. You know, just rub one out, and then uh, two minutes later, that uh, hundred bucks you had in your wallet will still be there. So there you go. Screech is right, man. Just date or date Stacy in your mind, and you'll you'll save a lot of money. Anyway, Lisa and Slater arrive, and Screech tells Lisa that he'll pick her up tonight at eight for the movies. You know, in because in his mind. <laughs> And Lisa knows all about it as she asks Zach, is he dating me in his mind again? <laughs> uh, but it's true, dudes. Just rub one out and your, your wallet will still be filled. <laughs> sorry, not sorry if that sounds sexist, man. You try going online on those dating sites, ladies, as a dude. Yeah, and then tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> anyway, Zach, then, Zach tells them that he's quitting his job and Lisa tells him... That the ATV races tomorrow and Zach and the Zach Morris that she knows is not a quitter. And Slater agrees. Which uh, is kind of surprising now that I think about it because Slater is also competing in the ATV race. So why wouldn't he want less competition? So this this whole this universe makes no sense at all. This is a bizarre world ba- ass backwards universe big time. And Lisa tells Zach not to give up as Zach thinks for a second. And we head out to the ATV race the next day. And Zach has obviously thought, decided to stay as he's preparing for the race. When Stacy arrives and she wants to talk to Zach. But Zach revs up his engine to drown her out and he can't hear what she's got to say. Craig then arrives on his ATV and tells Zach that he may as well just give up now. And Zach says that he'll take his chances. And then he congratulates Craig on having a great girlfriend and he rides off. Craig then tells Stacy that he talked to her dad and was able to get her the day off tomorrow. Stacy says that she needs to work tomorrow, and Craig replies that her job's not that important. Stacy says that it's important to her. Mr. Carosi then announces that it's almost time to begin, and the racers head to the starting area. And the participants are Jesse, Slater, Zach, Craig, and Kelly. The race begins, and Zach and Craig share an early lead. While Jesse drives her ATV into the ocean. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Kelly then catches up to the leaders and the race continues. So I don't know what the hell Slater's doing. <laughs> Zach takes the lead with one lap to go. Craig catches up at, at the final turn and he seems to bump into Zach a little. And as a result, he wins the race. And the winner is Craig Strand! Let's celebrate. What you did to Zach was unfair. So what? It's not illegal. Come on, let's go. Let's party. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you were right. Nah, I don't feel so bad. Hey, you did better here than on your driving test. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. You <laughs> all right, Zach? I saw what Craig did. Ah, you win some, you lose some. It's just a game. No big deal. Yeah, I gotta agree. I gotta agree with Craig here, man. If it's if if it's not against the rules to bump into somebody in this race, then Craig did nothing wrong. Just saying. I mean, it was it was can't really say it was a dick move. Zach could have done the same thing, but Zach chose to do the honorable thing. Anyway, we then go to later where Zach is sitting alone on the beach. Looking like he's posing for an album cover for a uh, album of sad love ballads. Stacy arrives, and uh, things just keep getting weird. Looks like I have some. No wait, no wait. Me first. Like I should have said this way before, but I was embarrassed or afraid. I'm not sure, but Stacy, no matter how you feel about me, I love you. Okay, bye. Have a good life. No, just, I hope you're very happy with Craig. (laughs) What? I said I love you, too. Well, the more I try to understand girls, the less I understand girls. (laughs) I just put Craig on a plane back to Boston with his fraternity pin. I hope he sits on it. He tried running my life, and that's not what I want. Well, 
What do you want? I want a boyfriend who listens, who's kind, who's funny, and who likes me for me, and isn't threatened by uptight Eastern snobs. I think this is where we kiss. And that's that. I mean, seriously, I love Leah Remini, but and, and she was great as Stacy. But this whole thing just felt this whole thing between uh, Stacy and Zach just it felt not so much it felt wrong, but it felt rushed. And then the "I love yous" felt weak. You know, Zach is just "I love you." So yeah, probably because we never heard Zach and Kelly say it to each other. It sounded it seemed weird to me anyway. But anyway, that was that episode. As I don't know, there might, I think there's another. I don't think this episode, this season. I, I'm pretty sure the Malibu Sand stuff end during this season, but the season still goes on. Meaning the Malibu Sand storyline doesn't ha- happen throughout the entire season. From what I remember, there might be only one or two Malibu Sands episodes left. One of which is next week. Where we'll be checking out Season 3, Episode 9 and 10 of Saved by the Bell. First episode entitled Fake IDs, which is a good one. (laughs) And Boss Lady, where we uh, return to Malibu Sands. Maybe for the last time. Probably not. There's probably one more episode after that. But, I don't know, check it out and see. Bayside Buddy of Saved by the Bell Podcast. Cereal and GrapeJuice.com. At IamNairby on Twitter. At IamNairby on Instagram. Nairby do on Twitch. That's N-A-I-R-B-Y-D-O. Go there, watch me, follow me, watch me play games. Because there's nothing more fun in life than watching other people have fun. <sighs> so go tell everybody about this. Leah Remini's great, but this whole love you thing is just weird, but it's... I don't know, they had to rush something. I don't know why... Like, did they have to give Zach a love interest? In such a short amount of time... Yeah, anyway, I'm sorry. This was Bayside, buddy. I'm sorry for this, is just weird. <laughs> Join me next time. We'll see you next time for episode 22 of Bayside, buddy. Say by the podcast. Tell everybody about this so I can make a ton of money. And uh, yeah, just, just uh, have a lot of money. And we'll see you next time.